overlooked pop culture. You are listening to the next report. And welcome to episode 45 of our podcast, The Next Report, where we cover Unix and overlook pop culture. I'm Thomas. I'm Stephen Kelly. And I'm Stephen Tompkins. You, you sound like that guy from the Geico commercial or something. I don't know. <laughs> Almost, but... I'll try and replicate that later. Oh, that'd be, that'd be sweet. I don't know. Um, <laughs> one of the things that... Um, we kind of talk about are like alternative perspectives, different perspectives. Well, some of these are just sometimes truth is stranger than fiction, and you know we're discovering more and more stuff that's kind of like really unique. Um, things from fusion reactors to uh, multiverse existence, uh, even the idea of uh, the existence of you know the universe as a computer simulation to one million year old footprints um, found, you know, those sorts of things. So it's very, very interesting. Um, so let's start with the whole uh, fusion reactor thing, because that, that one just kind of caught my eye a little bit, too. That's definitely the most recent one that happened. Either, if it wasn't like last week, that's when they announce the findings, at least. So, like, so, take us through this. What what did they discover? Well, like, like fu- fusion, as opposed to fission, is, is possible, but the problem is, is, you know, theoretically, you could take salt water and make unlimited energy out of it. But the problem is, is that in, up until this experiment, you had to put more energy into it than what came out. So it wasn't usable in any way, because it was just kind of there. Well, these uh, scientists recently ended up, uh, they basically took an enormous laser, like there's pictures of this thing, <laughs> it's, it's like a ten-story laser, so I mean, it's they're not going to be, we're not going to have flying cars anytime soon, guys, because they're going to have to shrink this down, but uh, it was a laboratory in California, and they basically took this huge laser, and they were able to create a fusion reaction that actually outputted more energy than what they had put into it. So what that means is that, you know, they could theoretically spend some more money, start shrinking that down, uh, doing more research on it, and then we could have unlimited free energy. So it's just kind of like that's one of those things that you always, you know, when you think of, like, Star Trek and other space-related shows and stuff, is the only thing really holding us back is that we don't have the right kind of energy source for, like, some of this crazy stuff that, you know, people want to do, and this could be one of them. So, uh, it's just kind of a, a crazy thing. <laughs> well, yeah, what you can look at is you can compare it to when um, physicists split the first atom, essentially, in 1938, which is what led to the creation of the atomic bomb. Yeah. And when you split an atom, a, a ton, tons and tons and tons of energy are released. And, well, it does take a lot of energy to do that as well. But um, doing the opposite originally would take, like you were saying, a lot of energy and you weren't getting much results, mostly because our technology at the time, we, we, didn't, have a, we didn't have the capability to do it. But now that we have this giant laser or giant laser arrays just shooting down on this little thing of hydrogen, 
uh, it said it released about 17 kilojoules of energy, which, if you like, if you like punch somebody as almost as hard as you can, you only punch somebody with a few joules. Wow. Up to about, in, I think, in the teens of joules. So, and the question is, will will certain energy-based corporations allow this research to continue, or will they find a way to... Well, they tried to block electric cars, and they're coming back again, so hopefully, you know, if they do something like that, one would hope that it'll they won't be able to get their way. <laughs> I don't know. That's always the question. Because, you know, it's... Because if this keeps up, it's not going to be about profits at this point. It's just going to be controlling of other people. And that's I don't care for that either. But, but that but that remains to be seen. Um, various um, um, outlets, like RT of all places, talks about this too. NPR, Time Magazine, they you know interesting coverage of this. So, like, since we have the possibility of, like, you know, free energy, since energy can neither be created nor destroyed, just transferred to another form, basically you're discovering how to tap something that's already there, would, would this enable us to travel to, say, another universe definitely be a step in the right direction. I mean, if you had a power source that strong, you know, you wouldn't have to have, uh, you know, solid boosters and, you know, the, it, the weight of your... You could basically, at that point, like, the weight of the ship wouldn't matter. I mean, well, and theoretically... Considering uh, how much energy was released from this most recent experiment, that 17, what, kilojoules? Yeah. It, on something where... It's going to be shrunk down because this was obviously really, 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 really small. Yeah. It was like one seventy millionths of a gram of hydrogen. <laughs> it's not visible to the naked eye. That much putting out that much energy, obviously, it's going to be very, very lightweight. So, propelling that through space so that could get us, God knows how far. Um, let's face it, too. I mean, you can almost guarantee the military is going to try to get hold of this, and that's. You know, love it or hate it, that's what's going to cause the development to, to get bigger, is you're going to have, if there's any way to militarize this, like if you can make a bomb out of it, or if you can get it to, like, control tanks or something, they're going to they're gonna pump it in there. So, I mean, it's eventually, I don't think that the funding is just going to end or anything. I think we're going to see something within the next, you know, it'll probably be a while, but you're probably going to start seeing some crazy stuff. With this I would see, I would say we'd probably see something, some major development within the next 10 years or so. Oh, yeah. I mean, something major, some real big step towards what we're looking for. Looking for. And then maybe we'll be able to travel into space without the complications of um, protective equipment being on bodies. Oh, yeah. There's, like, par- apparently another, you know, another nice possible discovery is the existence of multiple universes like a bruise at the end of the universe that we're in because it collided with another or something to that effect. Yeah, and this was a, a, a this actually was discovered a while back, but for some reason or another, like I I did a little bit of looking around on this and this was actually originally was proposed in like twenty ten, I think, but 
it was it recently resurfaced again, so it was just kind of like okay. Um, so there was probably like the findings. Once again, they probably released the findings to the public because that is why a lot of this stuff you don't hear forever. And basically, what happened was uh, they had a uh, let's see, I believe it was a, a New York University professor um, created this theory, basically that you know, going off of the multiverse theory, which isn't anything new, he found a satellite image of a, of the early universe, and it, it it showed this strange anomaly that he is saying very well could be a bruise where multiple universes had slammed into each other, which basically what that would mean is that our universe is not infinite, like some people propose, and that, you know, there might be these weird situations where you do, in fact, come to the end of a universe. Um, and there also could be an infinite number of universes. You just never really know. So, I mean, this is pretty much in the uh, in the early stages, but... And, the, you know, the thing with theoretical physics and cosmology is it's really hard to wrap your head around unless you're super into it and you know the math and everything. So a lot of this just sounds completely fantastical to me because, you know, I'm not a physicist, but it's interesting because, you know, there's been theory, all sorts of theories on multiple universes. You know, people want to, you you know, do pseudoscience with it and say, you know, to explain aliens and ghosts and God knows what else as the, you know, the reason right. for that. So you never know, and that also could be, you know, a way for time travel. I mean, there's all sorts of weird hypothetical things that you could have out of that. So you're saying that basically Bioshock Infinite could happen? Oh, definitely. All the, all the events that occur? <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to say any any <laughs> large amount of details, but I mean, if you if if you really want to get into uh, theoretical physics, quantum mechanics, anything like that. Bioshock Infinite would probably be a good start. If you're a big gamer, I mean, it'll definitely blow your mind right there at the end. They actually gave that away for free on PSN last week. So. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> I paid like $30 for that game. Well, PSN Plus is worth it. I mean, we're going way off track here, but I mean... If you're <laughs> anyway, let's, yeah, let's get back, get back to the topic. I had to say that, sorry. <laughs> well, uh, it does run on... Um, Basically, supercomputer-based hardware, practically supercomputer-based hardware. But, uh, and Europe, ancient Europe has probably, or Europe's probably have to look at their ancient roots a little bit over again since some new foot, well, some very old footprints were found. Kind of reminds me of how for the longest time people were like, well, the Native Americans were here on this continent first, only uh, scientists discovered, archaeologists discovered the possibility of a Caucasian person who wound up on the coast or something. Well, one thing that you don't ever hear about is there's actually an ancient civilization in the middle of this country that there's very little evidence of because of how old it is. And they're starting to find out that they, uh, a lot of their bones and stuff, they're starting to, uh, they think that they're probably um, predate. They're, they're like ancient Native Americans, basically, but they had pyramids and stuff. They're just all eroded down. They were earth pyramids. But they're they're just now starting the research on that, so that's kind of, you know, you don't hear about that kind of stuff too much because there's not a giant, you know, Giza pyramid sitting in the middle of, like, 
uh, Illinois or something. <laughs> well, there, there's that, and then there's also there's been uh, remains of uh, Viking civilization found on the east coast of the United States oh, yeah. and through Maine, New York, Massachusetts, up and through Canada, and, and farther into part of the mainland as far as uh, almost Ohio in places. And the thing with and that's these, crazy. Specifically with these footprints, that's interesting is because I remember in the past taking uh, some classes about like uh, Anglo-Saxon literature and stuff, and the way that archaeologists basically described when people made their way to you know what is now Europe, it was always just kind of weird because it almost made it seem like well no one was there, and then you know five hundred thousand years ago people randomly showed up like there was never they couldn't it was a dumb theory, you know, and it was, it was like, okay, that's probably not likely. Well, saying the earth was flat. Yeah. (laughs) And it's that, that was the thing that you always would hear is that they, they basically, you know, wanted to, they have this, a lot of times archaeologists, because they're, they're going off of evidence. And if there's no evidence, they can't say, you know, well, this is different. So let's change this. There was no proof of people being here around there a million years ago until recently when they found some uh, these fossilized footprints, and basically what happened is uh, there was uh, England's Happisburg site. It had a, a low tide, and you know, as you know, the one of the reasons they don't have a lot of uh, Neanderthal sites right is because when the tides were lower, when the ice age was still kind of going on, there was more land up there, and the moment the water level rose, it, it washed away probably tons of stuff that would have been awesome to have nowadays. Well, this low tide caused it to where they were able to go out and discover tons of these footprints out in this area, and they have uh, they've dated them to where they're most likely from anywhere from eight hundred thousand years ago to one million years ago. That's that's absolutely ridiculous. So it pushes back our preconceived notions of when people were in Europe, uh, like well, modern like, humans were in Europe. So, what was that? What was that original date about four? 400,000 years ago or 200,000? It's something. I would have to look that up. I don't know right off the top. Well, I know it's not. It it wasn't all that far. I just, this seems much farther than what I can remember. Because, you know, they always assume that, like, it was only, like, in the relatively recent past when people migrated out of Africa. And now they're starting to really find that there are different groups that are around in different areas everywhere, like, and that, you know... Their original concept of um, where the human race got started and how the migration worked is probably not exactly correct. So we're in a pretty interesting time. And I know that other one that I posted or that I brought up was that that temple that they found in Turkey. Uh, that this is kind of the, sim- the similar thing. They had they found a a uh, this old temple complex that basically. Uh, like if, if you take a class where they're talking about, or you know, you you learn anything about uh, like society and everything, they basically will come out and say that religion came to be after, like like organized religion, you know, not just like I worship the tree spirits, came to be after cities were put in place. But they found this Turkish uh, temple system called uh, Gobekli. Tepe, and I'm probably butchering the, the, that horribly, <laughs> and it's this ancient complex that predates Stonehenge by a lot, and it's very obviously a 
like an ancient temple of some kind. And there's been people trying to downplay, oh no, well it could have been a market. It could have it's like, shut up, it's a temple. Just because your idea of when religion started has now been pushed back thousands of years. <laughs> you know? Because there's and there's like uh, carvings on these these uh, rocks and all kinds of stuff. And it's just there's a lot of stuff in Turkey that they find that just is crazy old and it's starting to you know well, and another thing about uh, just Turkey in general, one of the crazy assumptions by some historians that were just immediately disproved or immediately uh, cast a blind eye to is um, the the in Greek mythology you hear about the Trojan War and uh, the whole situation between uh, oh I can't remember that names, but uh, the, the city of Troy yeah. and the, the whole siege and how everything happened. There there, uh, there were some historians that believed that Troy was actually based in Turkey. Oh, yeah. Well, haven't they They found what they think is most likely the, the ancient city of Troy, I, haven't they? I remember reading something on that, but I don't remember for sure. There's also that, and then there's an island in the middle of the Mediterranean. Um, oh, now I'm thinking too hard. But there's an island in the middle of the Mediterranean that dates before Greece. So, I mean, it aligns with the same time period as uh, the assumed time period of Is it the city of Troy. I believe so. Because yes. I know uh, they don't know anything about that civilization because they apparently didn't keep any records. See, I'm, 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 I'll, I'll throw this out there. That's some I'm, crazy artwork. Oh, yeah. I don't really ascribe to like stuff like the ancient alien theory and stuff like that, but I honestly think that we were way more civilized than we give credit for in the past because they have found so many anachronistic technology pieces like the uh, that ancient Greek computer and the uh, you know there's the Baghdad battery and other things. I honestly think that you know there you know and this is I haven't done my own research on it or anything, but. From what other people have said and everything, I honestly would not be surprised if there is some kind of proto-civilization that got wiped out completely. And, well... You know, and for some reason that, you know, could have been... Because they don't know. They think that, the like, the, the Sphinx was from older than the pyramids, and it was there when they start when the uh, Kemet people started. It's always a likely in. possibility. I mean, you can look at it like this. If uh, if you look at uh, before the, the Dark Ages, and... Uh, or the the Dark Ages and the Middle Ages in Europe. Before then, in places like uh, um, Northern Africa and some other places oh, yeah. around there, we had, uh, or the Arabs, uh, we had they had medical technology that was beyond compare anywhere else in the world. Oh, yeah. And it was similar in Europe. And then Europe fell through, like basically like this Great Depression, and went into the Dark Ages and moved on through close to where the Middle Ages began, and all these, all this medical knowledge, all this knowledge of weaponry and everything else that we had just disappeared, and went back to some more primitive forms of agriculture and medical and everything else. And then the Arabs come back along with the same technology or better technology, and the Europeans are like, "What the heck is this? This is new." <laughs> and then they have, you know, like, I, the Victorians, unfortunately, were completely arrogant, and we kind of still have a little bit of their mindset where they think that, you know, this is the pinnacle of human development right now, and anything in the past are dumb barbarians that we should look down upon. 
And they're starting to, you know, find, like you said, the medical advances and stuff. Like, they have proof of, like, all this crazy stuff that they knew about, you know, back in ancient Greece and everything that we didn't relearn until, like, the 1700s in some cases. And even in Egypt, they had very primitive forms, or not necessarily primitive forms, but they had forms of birth control in yeah. the early 2500s BCE. It's just, it's crazy. Whether it be a condom or they, they had, like, I mean, it was a rough condom. <laughs> it was that, and then they would like blend these types of herbs and stuff together as like a uh, almost like an herbal form of uh, oral health, uh, oral birth control. I mean, it's crazy. And then somehow it turned into uh, people that just put manure on everything to heal it in the <laughs> dark ages. So <laughs> something went wrong there. Just rub a little dirt on it. And you'll be right. <laughs> oh my goodness. So basically, the, the long story short, the world is a little bit older than we may have realized initially. But at least civilization is looking like it's older than we get a credit for. So, like, like a lot of these interesting things. Um, like, which one stood out to you the most? That, that fusion reactor thing, that, that is kind of... I think that one probably would be my pick because I think personally the that you know with them discovering the Higgs boson last year, this fusion reactor, it's looking like you know there's going to be some crazy futuristic stuff coming out of this because like let's you know I mean granted you look back at ten years ago and how we communicate now and like a lot of people would go crazy if even ten years ago because you know if I needed to meet someone and I don't know where they are, I just have to stand there and wait back then. Now I get on the cell phone, hey, where are you at, man? So our society has drastically changed, but there hasn't been, like, a big, huge thing for quite a while. We haven't had, like, you know, the Industrial Revolution where everyone's life just changed overnight, basically. And Or anything like the change to the information age. Like oh, yeah. The, the big change when computers got big after, I mean... We don't have anything like any act that takes up an entire city block oh, <laughs> anymore. Yeah. I mean, we have that much computing power inside your Bluetooth mouse, <laughs> your your watch, your mechanical watch has almost as much uh, CPU horsepower as any act did back in the day. So it's it's really crazy. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens uh, here within the next few years because. I think we're on the verge of the the space age, personally. Does this mean we're going to all get superpowers? Oh, yeah. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> Just don't want to take any steroids first. <laughs> oh, God. So, that, you know, that this is going to be kind of a shorter episode, but that, you know, very fascinating nonetheless. Looks like progress is, you know, moving quite along, and and do you think stuff like this is going to be stopped, or is it just going to keep going? I think it's going to keep going. I don't. I don't see anything really stopping those cruises. It's the only limit is our imagination and the technology we currently have. That is the only limit that we really truly have. And even if, like in our country, like if the power companies try to decide to do something shady to these fusion companies that are going to probably pop up. Other countries will do it. We'll just end up looking like backwards idiots in comparison. So, I mean, it's... I don't think... Something like this, these are pretty... You know, with that, that's a big thing. I don't think 
because you look at like you know, the whole thing with the electric car, they tried to sabotage that, and then all of a sudden you have now like the Tesla and stuff like that coming out. So I mean, there's some pretty. It's going to happen anyway. They, they they can only postpone it if they want to. No, that and that's. I'm uh, I'm in agreement on that one. Um, I think some of the stuff we thought was going to happen in the year 2000 didn't quite get there yet. But, um, we're probably going to keep getting there at some point. Only a matter of time. So, I'm just looking forward to flying cars myself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and maybe space travel. That'd be pretty cool, too. Jetpacks. Oh. I wonder and, what uh, that's going to do to the Mustang. <laughs> what are they going to call it next? The pigeon? Oh, Lord. <laughs> Everything will have bird names. Flappy bird. Check out my, my, Ford, bird. my Ford Eagle here. A lot of work. <laughs> well, let us know what some of your thoughts on the innovation in science and technology, what some of your favorite moments are, uh, on the nextreport.com where you can find our fan, fan page on Facebook, our Google Plus page, and all the our other social media sites that we're on. Um, you know, give us a voice message at 660-474-0345. You could very well be on a future episode of this podcast. Entertain yourself, educate yourself, and empower yourself, and we'll see you next time. Peace. Take care.